0: Welcome back, everyone, to Millwood and Micah Discovering Avatars Season 2. My name is Amanda Millwood, and I'm a screenwriter, actor, director, and a fan of Legend of Korra.
1: And my name's Todd Micah. I'm the author of the Grimgard book series, and I had never watched Legend of Korra until now. If you've been following along with our podcast, then you know that we cover two episodes of Legend of Korra every podcast, and today we have arrived at Korra Season 4, Episode 7, Reunion. This episode is written by Michael Dante DiMartino. Stop it! I'm suppressing it so much better now.
0: Suppressing.
1: <laughs> Michael Dante DiMartino, MWD, I love you, man. Like I really, really do. I do. There's. We're, thank
0: you for creating Avatar. Thank you Legendary so Quora. much.
1: I have no. There's no beef. I just made an observation one time. One time, I made an observation. That's it. That's
0: all it takes. <laughs>
1: it's directed by colin heck animated by studio Mir. uh episode seven reunion aired on november 14th 2014 and the imdb rating is a kind of a kind of a low end for what we've been dealing with recently uh 8.1 out of 10 well take yeah, it yeah I... it's this episode is not it's it's a. We've had some heavy drama, and I was wondering after the last episode where we would be going in Kavira's evil plans, and apparently here we are.
0: (laughs) Back in Republic City, baby. Back in
1: Republic City. Take us away with those fun facts, Amanda.
0: All right. Our first fun fact is when Varric says that he fought off six wolf bats, he made a hand gesture with his thumb and pinky extended. This is the Chinese number gesture for six. And I actually looked it up just to see. It's basically like making a, you know, a YOLO or a hang loose sign. Mm-hmm. And I actually I noticed that like because I was wondering what the because he was like obviously counting on his fingers when he was talking to the guard. And I noticed that I was like, what is that? And then I found the fun fact. I was like, oh, OK, so that actually was authentic Chinese sign for six. Um, very cool, because I took ASL in high school. So I love learning like new signs. Nice. Um, but yes, Um Oh no! Not this one. Our next fun fact is: this is Boomy's last speaking role in the series. <laughs> another one bites the test.
1: No. And
0: Todd just walked out.
1: No.
0: We lost They're another one, them people. From
1: me. They're taking them from me one by one. <laughs> we no. lost
0: another one, boys.
1: <laughs> no. Oh no. 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 <laughs> no.
0: Every minor character isn't safe. No minor character is safe.
1: <laughs> they have to kill them off in the series. They just don't speak anymore. It's worse. This is like when you haven't talked to that worse. this is like when you haven't talked to that one friend on Facebook for a while and you check their profile and it says add friend. This is uh, worse than them dying.
0: I've had that happen one time and I was like shook it. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway um our third i think yeah our third and final fun fact in the original storyboard asami was reading a fashion magazine featuring ginger the actress from Varric's movers on the back cover advertisement this was later changed to an advertisement in an engineering magazine to show asami's interest in science related fields
1: this this barbie is in stem
0: (laughs) i know right (laughs) this barbie's a mechanical engineer and a businesswoman <laughs> and a war profiteer yes we love to see it yeah i love that they never address that literally like the whole reason that her company you know future industries got back on its feet is because she was profiteering off the war of the of the tribes of the water tribes oops we don't need to talk <laughs> <This> about that
1: <laughs> republic city <laughs> this city is filled with the worst people in the galaxy <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Only, Asami, nice. only one business gets you this rich.
0: <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Selling weapons to Varic Industries
1: <laughs> and the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> yes. Lord. Oh my gosh. Why don't you tell them how you made your fortune, Asami?
0: <laughs> I'd rather not. I just inherited it.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, got, so that, that's she the got end of the, she got fact. she got old money.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. She Probably does. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the end of our fun facts. This is such a fun episode. Like, I don't care. That rating is not right. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: the 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 drama has definitely moved from a like national scale way down to a personal scale, which after mm. an ending like that, you do kind of need because I'll I'll be honest with you, the stakes got so high and like the drama <laughs> got so hot, I couldn't help but <laughs> comment to myself. So i i've been listening to as i've mentioned before i listened to the recaps where the announcer yes. like the announcer guy tells us everything that's been going on and he just the very end of it is just like he's he makes a mention of kavira's new spirit energy super weapon and i stopped and i went well it sounds kind of dumb when you say it like that right. <laughs> sounds kind of
0: dumb
1: like don't say it like that man let kind of like a cool name <laughs> for it you know right Let's call it the varic yeah. star or something <laughs> like,
0: the varic bomb we're still on um, that
1: by the way that's not going away anytime soon
0: yes um yeah no and it's yeah i like that we kind of take a break from Kavira because like i think that honestly and this might be a hot take but i really do feel like she kind of peaked in this first half as a villain like she doesn't get worse but she just never quite lives up to taking Fu and like that whole you know storyline um so i do like that we get a bit of a break from her for these next couple of episodes so that when she does re-show up you know in the last couple of episodes it it feels like okay good we've had some time to like reorient ourselves and all that right. but um i do love that this is kind of insane to me i didn't even realize i've watched these this season so many times and i never even realized it took seven episodes literally exactly half of the season for our main gang to come together yep like and it's not even the full gang because Boleyn's not there there.
1: and varic's not there
0: (laughs) but you know (laughs) what Some people would see a problem with that and be like, this is not a team. This is not the real team avatar. Like the real team avatar was always together. They were glued at the hip. And that's for, you know, avatar, that makes sense. They were kids. They were traveling together. They were young. These are adults. These are 20 year olds. They are on different paths doing different things. As I said in the first... Right, as I said in the first couple of episodes, I love that they're doing different things. They're not attached at the hip. They are their own individual people doing their own individual things, mm-hmm. and so it's really satisfying to see most of them come together after literally seven episodes. Mm-hmm. How long is that in time? You know, twenty-two times seven. I'm not good at math, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's a pretty long time for a whole season worth of you know for half a season not having your main group together and but honestly i didn't even notice i've seen this season so many times and i didn't notice until this time around like wow that's kind of crazy but like i don't mind it i kind of like that it took that long for them to all get together right um but uh well
1: then the fact that that in this episode like (laughs) bolin's he's team avatar all by himself out there bolin (laughs) who's a one-man army
0: he really is like, dude is kind of scary when he gets that. Oh, excuse me, when he gets that lava bending going, mm-hmm. like he is a force to be reckoned with, and I love that for him. Yeah, um, and that he's not afraid to use it. Like, you know, he he, he will literally intim- he
1: will literally kill a whole bunch of people and not blink at this point. Like, he's just gonna hey, straight up.
0: We say very here. Oh,
1: sorry. Wait, but if you kill him with lava, aren't you, <laughs> see, he nut tucking them? He's not, just, he's not afraid to just he's not afraid to just take t- them guys and knock tuck them right face down in the lava
0: oh my gosh <laughs> yeah um yeah so there's two main storylines in this episode there is the actual reunion which is you know kora asami mako and kora meeting prince Wu, who then gets kidnapped and so they have to deal with that and then the second storyline hey, hey, he is gets very, weird. okay and- my God, I'm gonna kill myself. No, I'm gonna right myself <laughs> You're gonna
1: <bury> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because you are taunting me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, and then Varric and Bolin are on their own little story of trying to escape from the Earth Empire and coming across fugitives that also have escaped from the concentration camps, and then working together to get through this checkpoint. Um, and honestly, I love these two sides. stories. Like. I don't think that I like one more than the other because they both have a lot of really, you know, good moments and high points and funny lines. Um, So which would you want to start with? Like, what do you have, what I mean, you have to say I, mean well, I mean,
1: we'll just start about we'll just start with the Prince Wu one, because I mean, like, you know, it's, <laughs> right. it, it's, it's kind of the, it's, it, it is kind of the a plot of the episode. Yeah. So, and, and the majority of our heroes are involved with it. Um. So yeah, you know, <laughs> they have, they have this very, very, very uncomfortable first meeting over there at the restaurant. Like, things <laughs> things immediately start going downhill when they're like, yeah, Mako set us up with this restaurant. And I'm like, already I go, oh no. oh no no. this is this entire meeting is going to be a cora like it's going to be it's going to be bad and then of course there's prince Wu, and i'm like well he's just going to varric the entire vibe but then it turns out he meets (laughs) cora and he goes full amanda over her and i just and and mako's just like totting over there in the corner so hard she's he's Yeah, he was just straight up ready to aman yeah, Woo as soon as he saw him.
0: Blow him up? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> take his bending, blow him up? Like, that could be many he's, things.
1: He's take his bending for sure. <laughs> oh my god,
0: his non-existent bending.
1: But you know, uh, but then Woo has to go excuse himself to go Unalak over there and <laughs> god. And instead, he winds up getting wooed right there in the bathroom.
0: hmm Wooed down. Yeah. Um, I love the whole... It, it's so funny because, like, throughout this whole kidnapping escapade, Mako's bitching about how... How is this my fault? I'm like, Mako, this is 1,000% your fault. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, he is supposed to be Prince Woo's bodyguard. That's literally his only job. And no matter what even if he's using the restroom you need to be there he's the prince right people are after him Kavira's people are after him. mako
1: take some responsibility you know what honestly i think it was one of the reasons why like this episode for me i didn't really know how to feel about it because for the first time in the series (laughs) mako did did something wrong (laughs) oh
0: my god they finally broke you
1: they did hashtag mako did something wrong
0: (laughs) No. no art this day everybody
1: <laughs> and my mako did nothing wrong t-shirts were about to come in <laughs> that's so
0: funny yeah no, I, no. he totally was, I
1: yeah, my entire he, investment just got a shoved
0: <laughs> to the side giving no <laughs> character test. oh yes no it's is totally his fault and so Wu gets kidnapped by uh Kuvira's people and so team avatar has to track him they have a really uh fun chase sequence throughout the city and I love I love the line um they're trying to catch up to this car and Mako tells her you know take seven they'll get there faster and she and Sami who's driving she doesn't and he gets frustrated, like, what are you doing? And she's like, I know these roads better than you. I built some of them. I'm like, honestly, go off, queen. <laughs> like, and she does end up immediately catching up to the car. So she knew what she was doing. Um, but uh yeah, so they catch up to the car. It turns out Wu is not in the car, he got moved when they, you know, lost sight of the car. And uh, I do love seeing because like we've seen a little bit of it uh earlier well not in this season sorry in the previous season season three of *Cora metal bending but i do like that she's using it now much more right especially in this whole you know fight kidnapping scene um you know breaking open the top of the car the train everything
1: Well, and the fact that she's um, doing it with such expertise you know when she first developed it no, or rather developed a use for it i mean in season three yeah. she was still kind of like eh, kind of struggling with it remember Figuring when it there out. was the there was the big door in mm-hmm. uh eyeways <clears throat> uh, place and she's tried to open yeah. it and she's like i'm still new to this give me a break you know <laughs>
0: right yes i i do love that now it just comes so naturally to her um but uh yeah and so you know using they they lose Wu obviously, and Cora uses the spirit vine magic trick to basically locate him. And I like that that is a callback. I mean, we we've, we've talked about this before that this is a callback to Avatar and the Banyan tree. Um, but uh, yeah, so she, she finds out that he's going to the train station, and they find which car he's in. And uh, <laughs> oh my god, I almost forgot. There's a line before the kidnapping actually even starts, um, where he's in the laundry drawer and, he, and he's just like buried under a whole pile of laundry. And he rolls out. I'm in laundry. <laughs> I love that line. I say that all the time. Um,
1: do you sorry, see, do you about. see now why I use the verb he went full of Amanda for Cora, <laughs> do, you see, do you see what we deal yes. with here? We just like the slightest yeah. thing this man does and Amanda goes full of Amanda.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So they get on the train and they're being followed by Kavira's people. And we have a really cool action scene, you know, Korra's is deflecting the metal sheets and she's airbending and the train and like, she's blasting, you know, everybody up onto the roof mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, a mission impossible movie now on top of a roof like, yeah. of a train. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a really fun, cool sequence where we get a bunch of different locations, and we get to see more of the city, and we get some fun, you know, quips like with Wu. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a good team building, just like what they say when they finally escape from the train with Wu. Um, <laughs> I love that they literally just have to jump off the train, and they're on like this giant bridge overpass, mm-hmm. whatever. And Cora just makes an air, you know, bubble around them so that they don't. Do- you know, jump to their desk basically. Mm-hmm. Um and Asami kind of puts it perfectly. She's like, well, it was kind of fun to have like a little adventure just like the old times. I'm like, yeah, that is exactly what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Um but because uh,
1: like we had said before, you know, season three sort of made Avatar fun again. And mm-hmm. and and you got these sorts of adventures. You got these sort of just one-offs. And, you know, we've talked about things that are, you know, episodic uh, episodes as opposed to, you know, serialized and all that. But I like one. I Mm -hmm. like an episode that opens with a scenario and closes with a scenario. You know, it moves maybe the characters from place to place to get things resolved. Why do they leave a city and go somewhere else? but like mm-hmm. really has not much more to do than that it just it opens a conflict again it's a fun jaunt we see some cool powers and some cool scenes systems we get some cool quips um and it resolves. and in the meantime we get a whole bunch of laughs out of woo because he's he's great like you said yes. he's a princess
0: <laughs> He is. <laughs> but uh yeah no i agree i love when they have just like Because obviously, you know me, I love overarching stuff in Legend of Korra, but I also do love when you have these, like, just fun little adventures within the episodes that don't, they're not like arcs, they're just in the episode. Um, And that's really fun. And then... Speaking of adventure, we've got the second story. Oh, 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 before we is... do, I
1: just want to really quickly mention, oh, I do like how Cora, when she touched the vine, the spirit vine, how she got like a That's So Raven moment, where we just like see through her <laughs> eyes right. and we just see the tunnel. And then there's Wu yeah. at the other end of it, and it just comes back out her eye. Like, was that a Disney dig right there, Nick? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yes it's very fun and so then we get to our secondary story our b plot which like i said is uh and bolin meeting these refugee well not refugees but like these um
1: escapees from the prison camp yeah
0: escapees (laughs) um and
1: i got immediately flashbacks to jet and his gang out there in the woods Mm -hmm. i mean like i just it it could be just because he looked kind of like like uh, a great value you know jet with his like spiky hair he just needed like a little grass (laughs) sticking out of his mouth
0: right well fun so i guess that this also is a fun fact um so two things about that character who i'm blanking on the name but the firebender that was one of the original designs for juan like if you look at him he looks like younger Juan. okay yes i can also see that yeah 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 um but also, that character, that firebender, is voiced by Steve Blum. Yes. He's voiced by Amon, my husband. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. um, So it was always, it's always great to hear his voice, regardless oh, yeah. of whether he's Amon or not. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it is really cool. And I totally get what you're saying about, like, getting kind of jet vibes. Because they are kind of like fugitives. They're, you know, fighting against the Empire. Mm-hmm. And they're not afraid to, like you know, get their hands dirty, just like Jets gang. Um, But uh, they're a really cool group of people. Like, I kind of wish that they... I I do and don't, because on the one hand, like, we have way too many characters already. (laughs) But on the other hand, like, the side characters are just so cool. Like, you want to see more of them. Um, And we could always uh,
1: use more benders, because the only benders we have to spare are the airbenders.
0: (laughs) Right. Um...
1: they That's used true. to be the rarest people in the world and now all we have is airbenders.
0: True. <laughs> yeah. It seems as though all we have now this season is earth and air. No fire, no water.
1: Um Yeah, I love how but, the uh, whole world is being taken over and the Fire Nation is like, nah, we're we're staying out of this one, guys. <laughs> like honestly. We, honestly, last time we got involved got in a this. worldwide war <laughs> didn't go so well. So you guys you guys handle that. We're good.
0: Yeah, just watching from the sidelines eating their fire flakes.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> love that. Stay flame, um,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um but uh yeah, so I love the whole like act that Varick and Bolin put on when they're trying to get to this pass or this um checkpoint. I guess uh yeah, checkpoint. There we go. And, you know, they've straightened themselves out. They've like combed back their hair. They're trying to look as official as possible. They've got like this group of people in rope like behind them. Mm-hmm. And and so they're trying to pass off as like actual official members of Kavira's, you know, military force now, mm-hmm. which I mean, they used to be, obviously, so they know what to say to get what they need. But it is cool to see them acting all serious and then to have Varric explode on the poor guard. Like, he just, like, listen, man. Like, he just goes off on him and that's what causes him to, like, break and be like, okay, you can go through. It's fine. Yeah, he just tells uh, him what a
1: day he's had and he's like, and you want me to go and take, take the back to Kavira? Because you know what Kavira does to soldiers who don't that's follow her not. orders.
0: Yes. And, uh, yeah, I love that. I love when people have to put up fronts or pretenses in order to like get into a place or like Mm -hmm. escape from a place like they have to act like somebody else i love that yeah Um, and it
1: was so well done too because i love that it was bolin taking taking so much charge in this episode which is something i definitely want to talk about um mm -hmm. because bolin really reads varic the right act like right at the start like the man grows and he has grown such a spine in the sepa- in the season already i mean he stood up to mako early on um for the mm-hmm. wrong reason but hey you know what he's speaking up out of his convictions and what he <laughs> right. knew with time still you know um mm-hmm. you know old bolin wouldn't have done that um and then at least he wouldn't have done it in a such a mature way you know he would have been like petty and stupid like a kid about it um right and then you know and here he is now with with uh with varick you know drawing his line and uh and making it clear to him exactly where he stands Bo Lin's transformation you weren't kidding about it that he really comes into his own and he really you know i mean
0: he just d- matures like that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the one word i'd use if he matures yeah
1: he just he knuck tucks
0: <laughs> right no but in all, yeah. ser-
1: in all seriousness he he it's just great seeing him because he's always been a character of of conscience and a character of of inner strength always you know it's he has that socket element you know we we talked about comparisons between him and saka but besides the fact that he's a comedic character he also has that great Sokka like ability to be funny in like a oh no look at him like eking away from uncomfortable situations and being like socially awkward but he's actually really brave when he needs to step forward things need to get done i mean there's more times when bolin steps up to sit in a save the day moment and unfortunately it doesn't come off the way he wants to i mean look at him trying to metal bend you know what i mean right but like he steps up in that moment of truth and sometimes it doesn't go great but he doesn't run from it he always steps up even if he gets knocked down doing so um right. and it's just the fact that he has such character um i like that they really brought him into his own um uh, more so in season four.
0: Oh yeah for sure like I mean, I said it all the way back in, when we first started season four that like his transformation is, aside from Korra, is probably the most noticeable um, in terms of his character. Like all, all the characters, even Asami, get character growth and development. But I love that I have to add even Asami. That's so sad. <laughs> oh, sad so dirty. But uh, it's true. You know, everybody gets their own type of character development, some more than others. And Korra and Bolin are definitely the, the most developed. Um, and I love seeing that. Because, you know, initially, Bolin is pretty much, aside from Asami, the most underdeveloped in Team Avatar for most of, like, certainly the first season. And he gets a little bit more in the second season with being with Varric. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of everybody just kind of stops growing in Season 3. <laughs> like Yeah. Which, which isn't, well, I wouldn't say that. I would say Korra. She grows in Season 3. But everybody else doesn't they just kind of stay in a stasis and then this season like all right let's let's pick up on this character development it's the last season guys right um but uh i do love it and i love just how serious he gets during these moments of like true intense like danger right um and one of my favorite moments of his in this episode is actually before they get i mean i love the whole trying to breach the checkpoint sure but one of my favorites is actually when he first meets the uh you know i'm just gonna call them jets gang it's not jets gang, but whatever <laughs> uh <Discount laughs> meets game. the prisoners yeah yes um and him and varic like they're trying to tell them that like hey i know we're wearing these uniforms but we don't work for kavira anymore like we're not on her mm-hmm. side and they're obviously not believing like totally valid they're they're wearing her uniform Right. um and so him Bolin like just glances at varic it's just like split second glance and then he straight up just like rocks the earth beneath everybody's feet knocking them off to the ground and then uses his lava bending as a show of like don't fuck with me mm-hmm. i am having a bad day yes like it's such a cool moment and like he gets a couple cool moments in season two and in season four but like i really love this moment because again mm-hmm. it's him stepping up and being like listen we're trying to help you help us help you, you know? And so I just, I love it. And I love the nonverbal right. communication that him and Varric had about like, cause Varric literally jumped. So he wouldn't be like knocked over mm-hmm. by the, by the wave, the ripple yep. that he sends out. It's like, it's blinking you miss it but i love it well and you know um, the
1: two of them have been teamed up for so long not just in what we've seen in the series but but mind you before season four in i mean heaven knows how long he and Varric have been working together directly under Kavira's command they've been around mm-hmm. each other and i mean they had a harrowing near Varric experience in the last you know episode where they almost got blown up on the train yeah. <laughs> but you know they they really have bonded over it and they know each other very well and it's great to see them not just together but like working together they're not exactly a Mm well-oiled machine like mako and bolin are out the pro bending arenas but they're pretty darn coordinated and you know eventually bolin learns to to do the thing you know you know how it goes exactly you know
0: it takes him a minute, but he gets it eventually. Yeah. Um,
1: it's great. It's I great mean... to see it. But then they wind up getting attacked, of course, when their cover blown because they see the wanted posters. Um, mm-hmm. and, and anytime I say it, it reminded me so much of season one versus those stupid mechs with the thing. I'm <laughs> like, why is the bending so nerfed every single time they have to face some new threat? <laughs> first it's first it's the stupid mechs and then it's the the what are they called again the 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 amans guys in the
0: oh the chi blockers the
1: chi blockers first it was the chi blockers and then it was the mechs and then it was um
0: damn spirits
1: (laughs) the spirit well yeah okay well spirits I mean, everybody was like nerfed in season two, up until like the last three episodes, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're hurling around, bending like it's nobody's business. Right. And then in like season three, every time anybody was fighting the Red Lotus, they were really nerfed. But like, like I just still don't know how in the world they got out of South who alive.
0: How did you do it? <laughs> this yeah, was divine um...
1: intervention. But but <laughs> but now they fight a whole bunch of, like, go-bots over here in Season 4, and all of a sudden they're just like, boom, let's throw a rock. I'm like, dude, just sink them in lava. And he finally does it one time. He has huge vibes of Mako forgetting how to lightning bend for the entirety <laughs> of Season 3 up until the very end.
0: I mean, honestly, I actually kind of disagree. I usually do agree with you on that, but... On this fight, I actually think that they they made it a pretty good even fight and they do actually win. So it's like I don't feel like it was nerfed because ultimately, yeah, Bolin and I was going to say Mako, I keep wanting to do that. Bolin and Varric do end up winning the day. And I love that Varric is the one that ultimately causes the mech tanks to shut down foreshadowing yeah <laughs> I could, yeah i
1: could kind of pick up on that that his whole like emp was pretty much a foreshadowing they wouldn't just do that not explain it and like, right. it's, go- it's going to come back somehow um yeah <laughs> you yeah, know it was only the fact that they were losing so badly until Verrick did that like they d- got some wins but they were about to die before Verrick did that
0: Hmm. yeah i don't know i th- Like, I don't care for the fight that was in um, the one of the previous episodes with the mech tanks when it was very Julie and like Batar and his men. I didn't care for that fight, but I actually really like this one because you get to see a bunch of bending and it's like creatively used. You got the lava bending. You got the water girl using ice to like try and trip up the mech tanks. You know, you've got the cool wand looking firebender like I like that there's a. A bit of a mix between the mech suits and the bending itself. Um, I miss Toph. uh, I
1: miss Toph. That's all. I just don't worry.
0: She's coming. She's coming. Oh, I'm
1: sure. Oh, especially with what happens at the end of this episode. You know. Yes. Because (laughs) because at the end of it we wind up with this gigantic horrifying scene where yeah the heroes have you know gotten away and woo has been recovered and you know Mm -hmm. all seems like everything is rosy well of course things are not rosy as of course out of here we are we couldn't have an episode without darth Kavira, as here she is being like all right uh, this tree i like it chop it up boys (laughs)
0: Right, and it turns out it to be the banyan tree, yes, the banyan grove tree, which is where Toff is currently residing. is in the swamp with the banyan grove trees, so. yeah, so I fully
1: Oops. I fully expect that, like, after this next episode get out my swamp. <laughs> yeah i fully i i fully expect then that the way the rest of the season's gonna go is it's all gonna be personal growth and development with cora and her friends and then eventually someone's gonna be like hey guys isn't this like the fourth the 13th episode of the series whatever happened to kavira and just her whole army is dead and it's just tough like walking away from the swamp that's not the thing you don't <laughs> yeah. get out of my swamp It's so
0: funny, honestly. Like, and but I do like the way that they bring Toph back later into the season. Um, and surprisingly, this isn't really a spoiler, but this, like the whole ending with the Banyan Grove tree, is not why she ends up coming back into the fold, which you'd think that they were kind of setting that up, like she would somehow you know get into a fight with them over that but like no that has nothing to do it's just to harvest more spirit vine so they can make an atomic bomb like that's all oh, that
1: geez. that is <laughs> um,
0: but <laughs> i know good lord
1: Kavirahimer. <laughs> so the the episode is the episode is again like i said from for me for me personally it's a little bit of a mixed bag because i could see that unless this was going to go somewhere like major with the plot of the kidnapping of Prince Wu and stuff, but as soon as I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're just gonna have a train ride and like rescue him. As fun as it is, and as much as I enjoy a good episode, as I've said, that's self-contained. In the context of season four, it is such a slam on the brakes that I, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but like I enjoyed it. But it was like a it was like a fun once episode for me this isn't one i yeah. feel like a huge feeling i need to go back and see it again so i don't mean to make it seem like my rating is bad necessarily but i'm like okay and like the best i was really spoiled on like the high drama of the veric and bolin <laughs> stuff from the last one so funny here right. but still not as good as it was previously um my rating for reunion is with all due respect probably a 7.7 7 out of 10.
0: oh <gasps> oh my
1: god
0: <laughs> that's a low rating hey i've been oh, spoiled wow. on
1: this like high political war drama <laughs> this whole time so yeah it, it, it definitely feels like i've had the main course already and now i'm being served like a nice tasty salad but i'm like I'm I, we need to have this at the start not here
0: that's fair um I strongly disagree. I think this is such a fun episode. Um, it's definitely not perfect, but I really like it. For me, this is like an 8.5 out of 10. Um, I love the two different stories. With Obviously, I love Prince Wu, so I love any storyline involving him. And I love Varric and Bolin together. Just awesome duo. Um, it's got fun action. It's got some fun quips between Wu and Varric. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like that after all the drama of the battle of Zaufu and, you know, just all this, you know, trauma and heaviness, that we have just a nice fun adventure episode that kind of brings our characters together. And like and that's all that it is really um well, you, it's and I, very fun, well so. and you and
1: i have always rated the episodes also on a very slightly different basis from each other whereas you kind of look upon and rate the episodes on the basis of well i've been watching these episodes and now here's this one and so i like this a change mm-hmm. of pace and you also have that sort of like well i know what's coming so i like i'm reading the episode based on what i know will happen for me, right. I just look upon this as if I'm going to watch this episode and nothing else, just out of context. So my reading is just it's done slightly a little bit different than yours, also too. So totally. But that brings us to the next episode, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. and 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 the an unusual episode is episode eight, Remembrances. This is quite a departure. Speaking of a change of pace. Uh, as we yeah. have what i've referred to more than once as uh, a sort of a family ties like f- season finale as we just sort of recap a whole bunch of things that have happened and a very mm-hmm. fitting episode title for it uh remembrances is written by joshua hamilton uh katie matilla and tim hedrick funny to see a whole bunch of people's writing on this considering it's mostly just rehashing stuff that's already written so like how how many writers are do we need to replay 80 percent of the episode being <laughs> the last three seasons
0: apparently because i mean it, the episode's broken up into three so i'm just curious who wrote Varric's section <laughs> like i want to believe it. it's either tim or
1: katie <laughs> I, i'm i gonna go out on a limb and just go in the order that they're credited and guess that they're in order joshua hamilton probably did the mako stuff katie matilla probably did the like you know the i don't mean to make it sound like this because we love katie matilla so (laughs) it's not not a negative but when there's like a you know some more emotional and a a really tender moment like there is between cora and asami with her talking about you know the 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 fear of of failing and all of that stuff and and looking back and and struggling and then Tenzin coming in to you know give a word of of uh, consolation and encouragement that is very katie Matilla. and then tim hedrick jumping in with the Varick. come on this guy's a genius <laughs> <Come on>. <laughs> <laughs> this is mr bossing say we're talking about of course he's going to <laughs> right. he's going to come in with the Varick stuff man's clever so that's where my money is uh the episode Probably. is in an odd twist it's directed by michael dante DiMartino. I can't remember the last no, time we saw. A it. So, right. Yeah, really. Like, okay. <laughs> Did he get <laughs> all right? Yeah, the other guy's. Well, had season
0: it. one, I think, was the last time that yeah. was it. Was he was he and um Brian Kanitska? Were they writing or directing or, I'm or actually, both for season one? I'm actually
1: gonna look up of course. I think it, it might
0: have been both actually.
1: I don't know about that. Let's see.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that i could be totally wrong i'm really
1: bad with remembering credits <laughs> yeah no no i'm i'm checking right now um no because season one was directed all the episodes were directed by joaquin dos Santos and kihan ryu uh oh, Col- right. wow Col-
0: we haven't seen those names in so long yeah, colin, and, and
1: then colin heck and ian graham took over with the direction all the way through season two we added uh Mel Zwire in season three Honestly, if there's an episode directed by Michael Dante DiMartino, it hasn't been at all in Legend of Korra. It would have been back oh, in maybe Avatar. Maybe it's Avatar. Or something. I was thinking of maybe. yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering why he why out of all the episodes he chose this one because <laughs> he
1: just because it doesn't take a ton of direction maybe since it's like well we're just recapping these three like i mean i'm not, I'm not demeaning the job of the director i'm just saying it's not like he needed to handle some hard right. really difficult episode um well the episode is directed by michael dante dimartino it's animated by studio Mir. it aired on november 21st 2014 and the imdb rating of remembrances wow <laughs> wow that's a yeah that's a 5.3 out of 10 that's fun uh fact, that's kind of dismal this is, the,
0: this is the lowest rated episode in all of legend of Korra.
1: good heavens <laughs>
0: right smack dab in the middle of season four. yikes
1: well to save us from that take us away with some fun facts amanda
0: well so here's the interesting thing the fun i mean we already know we don't have a lot to say about this episode but right. there's actually a lot of fun facts for this episode well, so let them roll our first yes our first fun fact is is while recording for his character Henry Rollins who is Zahir um had some initial confusion regarding Zahir's comedic portrayal in the episode even after understanding the episode's tone Rollins attempted to further understand his character by asking the writers what Zahir's motivation for teasing Vatu was <laughs> like i love that he's just like so first he's confused and then once he gets what they're going for he's like but why? Why is my character doing this? He's so like he's invested. To get to the motivation. He's, so, yes. he's
1: so deeply Why involved. is he so
0: mean to Batu?
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yes, that is so funny. Um, that entire, I mean, we're, that's probably what we're going to talk about the most is just the villain four way call. It's so brilliant. I love it. <laughs> but uh our second fun fact is varic's statement to never let the truth get in the way of a good story is a quote from mark twain
1: oh yes i did not
0: know that yes uh i always loved that line and now i guess i know why because it's like an actual quote from, it wasn't just literature, from, the from show. classic
1: literature yes
0: <laughs> yes we love to see it um and i kind of live my life with that rule well you and and, um, and
1: you know and mark twain there i mean we're talking about the work of like somebody who's just a, a famously good storyteller you know um mm-hmm. and so it would be it it, it, it really does justice to veric's character to compare him to to uh mark Twain of course.
0: Or... <laughs> um our third fun fact is veric thinking of the name fearsome foursome is a reference to the drill when Sokka suggests the same name for team avatar <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to catch that <laughs> I
1: actually didn't while reading it I suddenly flashed back to that I do remember
0: fearsome it now <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I love so it was fearsome foursome evil squared like what was there was other names that he came up with not not Sokka but Varian, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. trying to think of it yeah I'll put a focus group on it evil squared <laughs> I, love <that. laughs>
1: I love that line open we'll a focus yeah. group on it
0: oh man um and then our fourth and final fun fact this is kind of a big one that's why I saved it for last and this is honestly what we could probably talk most of the episode about Due to having their budget cut, fuck you, Nick, by nearly the amount it took to make a new episode, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Knitsko decided to make this episode a clips recap episode as they were unwilling to fire a significant number of crew members several weeks early. Wow. So TLDR, Nickelodeon screwed over season four of Legend of Korra and they cut the budget by a whole episode. And so instead, and the way the only way they'd be able to like overcome that budget cut is was to basically fire a whole group of animators right. a couple weeks early, and instead of doing that, they were like, "No, we'll just do a clips recap episode," which is why it feels very like,
1: like yeah. pasted
0: together yeah. last minute because it was right. Um, wow.
1: And
0: I mean i'm really happy that they did and that they were able to let the you know their animators work for the remaining time that they were supposed to and not get fired early um but uh of course the episode suffers for that because they had no time and no budget at all to work on it so
1: i don't know though you know in jumping in on my input on the episode though because there's really just two main points to bring up about it the episode though, although someone might look on it as a waste of time, I got to tell you, I'm I'm going to be in a hard disagree with the IMDB rating on this one because they, take, they take, well, especially appreciating the behind the scenes reason for this episode. It's not that the episode is bad. It's just nothing plot wise really happens, but it is, it is a fun look back at everything that's happened because it's so self-aware as they walk mm. through all the relationship shenanigans and everything between uh mako and Cora and asami in season one and i told you you know messaging you while i was watching the episode that i'm like okay even here i can see how incredibly vague the asami and mako breakup was i didn't even realize it happened i was like when was that a breakup? was that a breakup because there's yeah. just kind of vague and i was like yeah see exactly um <laughs> yeah so even then like it was a very self-conscious look back at it um you know but i i like that they did that for so much humor and i mean they even did like we talked about the, the villain four-way call which is so
0: good that was probably the closest that we got to the ember island players from avatar in terms of it basically being an abridged version of the show within the show itself which mm-hmm. is just always brilliant yes um and yeah, oh, my God, because like this whole episode, because this is they were smart to leave this for last. So that right. you left on a good note for the episode. Right. Um, but like, I was not prepared for how much the whole Varric retelling of basically all of season two, because that's all it is. It's just season two. <laughs> like, why did they specifically <laughs> pick that? because he wasn't really in much of season three probably and he wasn't at all in season but it was one. but it was
1: there to like um, raz themselves for what they oh, did in sure. season two and have and <laughs> redeem sure. it in the best possible way by having barrick <laughs> luis from ant-man retell it yeah. but also with this insane spin on it for his story
0: oh for sure they absolutely take the piss out of season two and like obviously <laughs> the most loving way um, by realizing that, yeah, this is ridiculous, so let's just make it more ridiculous and funny and like not so self-serious and, like you know, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, Varric retells all of season two from the point of view that Bolin is actually the hero, not Korra, who just happens to be there, um, and that he's is not stuck. Talk-
1: which is kind of what happened in season two up until the very ending.
0: <laughs> kind of, honestly. Yeah. Um, and Pointing out the hilarious things like the genora fairy and the giant blue <laughs> Bolin cora hybrid, like,
1: <laughs> great! And just
0: I love that they just copy and paste Bolin's face on her, they don't try to change the body, it's just her body with its face. <laughs> yeah, so stupid! I love,
1: um, I love, though, the villain call that's the best part of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, no, We're, that's Z- for sure, that's Z- Z- the best part of the whole episode. here gets on the phone, he calls he calls too. hey man you, um, Glad I cor- caught you at home. <laughs> of course <laughs> I didn't at home I'm stuck in this tree where else would I yeah. be
0: <laughs> I love it's so funny because I actually after I watched this episode um, I had to look up to see if the voice actor for Zaheer was actually Henry Rollins because it didn't sound like him like with the laugh and everything I was like is this the same guy it did
1: to me <laughs> like, he did I was troubles. dying
0: And I was like, oh my god, it is. That makes it so much funnier. I really thought that they just took like an intern and was like, can you kind of do Zaheer's voice? But no, it actually is the actor. And he's just having a ball. He's like, literally can't even keep it in. He's laughing. Yeah. And so funny. And then... (laughs) They and then they bring reanimated zombie amon like where's he been all this stuff i want reanimated zombie amon <laughs> the funny oh. thing is
1: you told me to wait on this to keep that in my head when i was like what if yeah. azan wasn't really dead what if he came back he was yeah. reanimated in some way and you're like oh you know just wait and i was like wait a just minute wait. is zombie amon coming well i got a zombie you never man. could
0: have guessed that this was how he would show up
1: <laughs> no not at all
0: oh Yes. And, and the moon Oodalock, for Unalock. The incredibly powerful but stupid sorcerer. <laughs> yep, that that kind of sums it up.
1: And I love that <laughs> they just razz him for being the actual worst villain in all of Korra. Like they just give him oh, the yeah. appropriate place of ridicule that the other villains don't even want to talk to him. It's so great.
0: And I love that this is even a funnier level to to Unalock. Um is that it's not the actual unologue it's like the play version of him (laughs) well it's the version of him from
1: nakta well and Varric, of course has to keep continuity he can't just switch actors in the saga even three years later he has to use the same actor although i mean at this point it's it'll be nostalgic for audiences to see the old actor brought back
0: exactly it just wouldn't make any sense it's like bringing it different. like
1: bringing hugh jackman back as wolverine oh wait they're doing that yeah wait.
0: <laughs> yes no and then them just hanging up on him and just, and the fact, again it's the same voice actor but i had to look it up because he's doing a completely different voice he's like super high pitched and oh hi guys like, hi
1: guys <laughs> he's like a teenage like, girl I'm picking so up the phone so like scared. feet kicking out his bed you guys want to do something yes yeah,
0: it's like the whole mean oh my god this totally reminded me of just now it's the mean girl's phone call. yes it <laughs> is it's me it,
1: it is yeah. that's literally what it is
0: oh my god that's so funny it's so great yeah. <laughs> oh my god she is so annoying do <laughs> <Knew> it <laughs> hang on <laughs> yes
1: so was there anything else you wanted to talk about with this episode? I mean, there's not really much more to say about it.
0: Um, no. I mean, mock like Mako and Wu, their their section was fine just because like Wu was not there for, you know, all that time that Mako was explained him season one through yeah. three. Um core and asami why (laughs) like why
1: we've we've gone over this whole i i'm so uncertain and my powers just make it all my decisions make everything worse we've core we've been over this like three times with you already
0: well yeah but also asami was there for most of this like why why do you need to recap to her um but yes i do love uh and bolin telling their epic tale um so like I said, it's good that they ended on a positive note, but yeah, for worried. me, the episode as a whole, it's like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, I'm going to give it the vote of honor because again, off screen, like good reason for it, but I'm not going to let that sway it. I just love that they took a comedic way of kind of doing, like you said, like an Ember Island, Ember Island players to kind of recap a little bit and make, mm-hmm. make use of it that way for a change of pace uh i'm gonna tell you i would watch this episode again and again this one's an eight point and eight out of ten for me we give you eight out of ten. Oh my god yeah no i like this <laughs> so I, I like a funny episode
0: uh i'm just probably gonna go with a six out of ten and really like five out of those ten are just for variable <laughs> in sections. And, and,
1: and admittedly five of it, out of it for me is 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 eight, but it's so good like veric might have peaked here for me it's so good <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. um but yeah so other than that i mean fun episode but you can absolutely skip it if you're doing a rewatch like yeah. if you want to doing like what we're to doing the
1: story yeah Do, your... yeah
0: just skip to varic yeah it's a, pr- like, a, a
1: parenthesis. for me a fun one but you know we'll be we'll be back to the the main dramatic storyline and and i'm sure kavira waiting in the wings to cause more chaos next time
0: that's all for today. To all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so feel free to leave a review or comment, follow the podcast, give us a good rating, and all that good stuff.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Millwood and Micah, and please follow our Instagram at Millwood and Mica Podcast. Thanks again, and we'll be back in the next episode.